Welcome to today's episode of The Square. It's going to be a little different. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. I'm in studio with John Higgs, the used to be president of the Media Lab, now the principal of the Media Lab, and Luke Boney, our DP, and probably the chief mastermind behind the Majestic Studio, which is where we are right now. And we're going to talk a little bit about storytelling, but we've been kind of hinting at this episode for a while now because how this room came to be, how the studio came to be, is a pretty incredible story in and of itself. It was a conference room less than a year ago, and now it is it's the world headquarters of the Media Lab Broadcasting Studio. Live. Live. We're 100% live right now, guaranteed. So let's start off just with a little bit of the background of storytelling because it, this, this room didn't come to be just on a whim. It's actually kind of a natural continuation of several different things that have happened that had nothing to do with broadcast. Um, and shameless plug, if you want to know more about how the Media Lab came to be, the 50th 50th episode was an anniversary episode we did, and you can get a lot, John gets a lot more in depth in there. Oh, the COVID super spreader the event? COVID, yeah, yes. the COVID super spreader event where we all got COVID <laughs> afterwards. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was Luke's second of six times. But um, tell me a little bit about, it still needs a little bit of background, so give me a little bit of your background and how, you know, you kind of went from being an architect to being a storyteller to combining those. Yeah, so like the Media Lab in general? Exactly. Uh, so yeah, for a straight out of school, uh, did like 18 interviews, because I really need, wanted and needed a job. Uh, and they progressively did get worse, uh, to where the last one was like, okay, that's the last interview I'm gonna do. Uh, which it actually has been the last interview that I have done. Uh, yeah, so started with the Media Lab, or not with the Media Lab, started at Corrigan on the aviation team, which was then just the Lynn team. Uh, and then somebody sent an email to Jack saying like, hey, we need to buy a 3D Studio Max. Like, we're starting to get in. We had a, a guy on staff that would paint stuff, really good, talented guy, Gary Angel, would paint stuff by hand. He'd sit in a closet with a mask on all day uh, and just make <laughs> renderings. And then, of so course— So not digitally paint, paint, paint. Yeah, paint, yeah, paint. Yeah. And, but, of course, by the time he actually got it painted, the designers had, had changed, changed everything, everything right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, now go back and paint over everything you painted. Yeah. So there's probably like eight layers to his. So digital made a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, it didn't take rocket science to know, like, oh, we can make changes. Yeah. Uh, so the lab started in 97, and it really was really helping communicate uh, design primarily in, in 3D space. So right. the idea, the reason that it still has the name lab is that we bought a bunch of computers, and we thought it would be like a computer lab, and everybody would come use it. Everybody was way too busy, and it was really complicated back then to do that type of work. So they just came to us and said, hey, can – I've got a meeting next week or tomorrow or yeah. in two hours. Um, can you do a bunch of renderings for me? And so we were like, cool, yeah, let's do it. That's back in the days of when you would have everybody turn their computers off when they went home to work or yes. switch them over so yeah, that you we, could use them to render. We would use Chuck Norris jokes to try to motivate someone when they left that <laughs> night to log in for us. And it was about 50% effective. What were those jokes? Give me one Oof. of those jokes. I didn't, you know. I didn't send any of those. I used tears that cure Dave? cancer. Yeah, I, I do remember that. That's, that's not a joke. That's true. <laughs> um, so can you remember, and this is going to be, I think we should all answer this. Do you remember the first story? And it can be building. It can be a movie. It can be whatever that you, you really made and, le made and left an impression, like made you think about well, story think differently. We've done a lot of good ones that – for me, it was like probably Toyota. When we okay, well, wait a minute. It oh. doesn't even have to be here. It can I be love like that his first story yeah. really impacted him. It was Toyota after he started working here. Because <laughs> I agree with you about Toyota, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But before that, like maybe back in art school. Um, man, that there's a lot. I think, um, I mean, the classics, like Shawshank Redemption is mm -hmm. one that always, like, no matter what, is always like, yeah, it's probably some, everyone's top ten. Uh but I think it's, I mean, any powerful story of redemption, I think yeah. I'm behind. I, I, mine is probably, and there's been an incredible amount of stories since then, but Memento was the first movie I remember watching where I walked away, like, having an under because of the way it was told, I had an understanding of how that character experienced things. Like, it wasn't just a powerful story. It was how I understood it from the point of view like it changed my point of view of thinking about uh, a character 
Um, you know, there's been a stream of movies that have done that since then, but but I really liked that one. How about for you? Was it a building? Well, I'll do a I'll do a movie first because okay. this is the first story that is told about me that was related to storytelling, and I don't actually remember the facts. And it wide, that always it, makes for a better it story. Widely <laughs> varies, right? So we when I was little, we were living in uh, the Netherlands at the time, and we took a trip to the UK and London, uh, and we watched a play and it was Annie mm-hmm. and the, the same time we watched I believe it was the second Star Wars it was the Empire Strikes Back so I either allegedly stood up at the Empire Strikes Back and said that was so much better than Annie <laughs> or <laughs> Annie was so much better than Star Wars and so I will ask my mom and it'll be a tagline at the bottom of this you'll you'll find out which one it actually was because I really can't remember so fair enough so Clearly good and yep. bad stories, and I won't signify which one was good or which one was bad, uh, had an impact on me pretty early. But when you when you were talking about asking the question, I started thinking about uh, architecture school and a building that could tell a story. And so for me, when I was working on my thesis, um, I, had, I, used, I did a song, a movie, and a building. And so the movie was seven, a song was a song by live, uh, and the building was the Holocaust Museum in D.C. And so... Uh, and touring that, yeah. like if you if the outside fits DC, right? And there's so many restrictions, it was really limited. But what they did on the inside, and I don't even know how much of it was intentional to tell a story, but at the time I was really looking for story-driven spaces, and so it, like everything had symbolism in it for me. So they put you in an elevator at the beginning, and it just felt like you were in the elevator yep. an uncomfortably long amount of time. And I have to believe that was intentional and not yeah. just a bad elevator. Yeah. Uh, and then the way they did some displays at things that no one should even see, but you need to see to yeah. understand it. They would hide those behind walls, similar to the same way that I feel like they hid those places yeah. uh, from the yeah. inhabitants of the city. And so there's just there's a ton of symbology in that for me. And it huge impact on me. I mean, we yeah. went in as a group. I have no idea who I was even with. You didn't know, and you just kind of finished and went through at your own pace. Do you remember um, how long it took you to get through? It was most of the day, and I was like, you're drained yeah. when you get through it. And I, we went down to the Vietnam Memorial, which I expected to have this big impact, but I had just come from that. And so just that one, and my dad was in Vietnam, it just yeah. didn't, didn't land on me the same way that this this other experience did. I, that's It's crazy. To, I, I, had no, I hadn't heard you use that example before because I, I got to experience that last year. Um, but we only had two hours and it felt, it felt like we did it a disservice. Yeah. Um, it, because once you're in it, like there's not really any getting out of it. It's, you know, they, they, you, you follow this path from the fourth yeah. floor down. Um, I think there's emotional breaks in it. Again, it's been a while since I've been yeah. to it, but like you're like, it's a, it's I not mean, like a museum, though, where you can go to different exhibits. Yeah, like, and you're not going to like, hey, let's go to a party afterwards yeah, or anything. totally. But, like, but even in two hours, away. like, it yeah. was – uh, some of those spaces you're talking about, the the one area with the um, pictures that go up the mirrored wall and room is yeah. just incredible. So buildings um, can tell great stories. For sure. Um, so let's talk a little bit about – so Luke – uh, let's see. I started um, a little over 11 years ago. You started here almost 10 years ago. John's been here 20-something years. We'll just leave it <laughs> 96 at that. Wow. That's when I started. So um, we've had the opportunity to go really all over the world telling stories. Together. Together. <laughs> a lot of times. Your second day, Luke, go ahead. We went to Dubai. We went to Dubai. Your claim to fame. 16-hour direct 16 flight. 16-hour direct yeah. flight. Never got up to go to the restroom. That is, that's hardcore. No, that's all it's out there anymore. for everyone to hear now. We <laughs> don't even have to tell the story again. Yeah. <laughs> Emirates had a fantastic entertainment system on it. And I had a lot to, to get through. And at a certain point, it just became a matter of pride. Yeah. Like yeah. Two hours left, I was like, you know what? We're going to make it. And we did. So we've gotten... To tell some incredible stories, um, you mentioned Toyota earlier. That's definitely one that kind of stands out to me because we were able to the, – the story – and we'll put links to all of this down in the in the description. But the story that we told to help Corgan win the project, but then the way we got to partner with them to tell stories to get people to move mm-hmm. from California to, to the plains, as they called it originally. <laughs> um, Fossil is another one that really stands out because I think that's really when – Corgan started to really think about Media Lab focusing on them. Yeah. So at various times throughout, you know, the the journey, we have found tools that have 
been in service of storytelling. We have a great toolbox of, of things that we can do, but they're all in service of telling a compelling story. So I'm thinking about drones. Like you, tell me a little bit about how we got started in drones. Well, I definitely think I look at the world and I, ever, like, I love technology, um, but I definitely love quickly trying to learn about something and seeing if it's a tool that I can use, whether here or in life or whatever. Um, and so drones is one of those things where like, I mean, we we pretty much started right at, right at quadcopters because up until then I looked at single rotor stuff and I was like, I don't know, I'm not, <laughs> they shouldn't trust me with that big of a blade. Um, and then basically as soon as flight controllers got cheap enough where I can you know, reasonably order one. It did come via donkey from China. It took like four <laughs> months to get there. But I got a flight controller. I built, you know, a plastic, I forget what they call it, a NASA flight controller. Yeah. Flame wheel drone. I carried a GoPro footage was worthless. But man, it flew and I did destroy it. So no, rebuild no it. gimbal whatsoever. No gimbal yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> uh, destroyed it like the first two flights, rebuilt it, learned a ton. Came here, and then they started, like, getting a little bit more prosumer-friendly, however you want to say it. Um, Welcome, DJI, yeah. into the market. It showed up. Me and Brandon are like, well, we got to put this third-party gimbal on it. We're soldering up the 5-volt yeah, no, leads. Yeah, like, I approved it. Yeah. And before I could even see it, it <laughs> was the top off. <laughs> opened up, and you were soldering something on it. Oh, like, so, yeah, here's our new drone. <laughs> uh, let me back up. I like to drive the line of, you know, crazy to useful. Um, and that was one. But, I mean, like, Throughout, I mean, you'll see it through this episode, throughout, like, not only John trusting us, but, like, yeah. us being like, well, Well, my favorite was it. really what our plan was, which was we were going to have a whole fleet of drones, yes. right? And then we were going to train the architects. It's actually not too dissimilar from what you were thinking about from the lab. Like, we're going to give them the tools to yeah, do it, actually, and then, yeah. and and we, then yeah. we end up and being the bought, ones to go do we it. We bought all these toy ones for yep. them to, to do their training courses yeah. on, we and we had this whole course. curriculum. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. then we told legal we were going to do this, and they were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> so now there's three pilots, four yep. actually. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We got Stephen as our fourth uh, one. But I, but anyways, finding those tools and and you know, I think once I have a gut feeling, I bring it here, and y'all are like, y'all start coming up with crazy ideas I didn't even think of, which yeah. is. Which is awesome, but then it, those ideas then become the challenges, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. And I mean, that's how I've grown, you know, to what I do now. Well, that's kind of how VR happened too, right? Rinse and repeat, baby. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, but I, you knew when you put the headset on. Oh yeah. So you were just like, if I can get John and it, to put the headset on, yeah. this is gonna be a win. Which is funny. Like we're we packed our schedules pretty full. Like it took like seven tries. Like of going to <laughs> malls. Like you know, oh, do we have an hour here? We can peel off and go to this demo because like when Vive did it was only in Microsoft stores, which there's not many of them. Yeah. But we kept visiting cities that had them, and we were trying to make it happen. But once we, like, yeah, once I put the headset on, I was like, oh, th if this we don't have stupid. this, we're yeah. silly. Yeah. 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 So once I did, it, we saw, we saw the value, and you know, now it's what we do now. So. Well, now we've, I mean, Amin and Dave and a whole section of the VFX staff is committed to just create using it as a tool. Yeah, Again. I mean, I think that's whatever, like, you know, like you said with the drones, a the technology's gotten better, yeah, and then our use of it has gotten better. Uh, and now, you know, we don't even think about it. It's just, yeah. it's such a part of like, yes, every story we tell probably has some aerial footage in it. Yeah. Um, that it just becomes part of the... How do you think we filter out the stuff? Because again, I, I'm, I'm really proud of the toolbox we have and the, the team that we have. But we, there's also things we say no to. Like, uh, you Jib, know, I know... Jibs? Yeah, <laughs> no more jibs. <laughs> but there's things like, you know, we got some questions and briefly looked at doing like the, the 3D 360s and stuff like that. And some of it just is a little bit more gimmicky well, and so we just kind of let well, it fall to the stuff that we've tested that didn't go well right like yeah. we, we have this amazing hologram machine <laughs> yeah. somewhere from alibaba yeah. <laughs> and if y'all didn't hear it adam did roll his eyes <laughs> but that's yeah so we, we can put a demo in that it's really whether or not we can make it you know be something that is helpful in telling the story yeah i mean we've, we we had the tvs that had the 3d technology as well so yeah. i think if there's stuff that makes sense to play with, like everything's not going to work. Failure is as important as success. Sure. Um, but certainly the market to get in that, like, you know, like there's a LG TV that rolls up, right? Or this panel behind us. We yeah. want as a, if there's any sponsors that wants to sponsor this as an <laughs> LED wall, now's your chance. Yeah, we will uh, put your logo somewhere on yeah. there. <laughs> Constantly. Constantly. <laughs> and you'll be our favorite vendor ever. Yeah, 100%. Um, but like there's stuff that like, 
we just have to wait yeah yeah for it because we're just That's, not gonna yeah. like while we'll take a risk there's a financial aspect to what we do as well sure. and we want to be uh, good stewards with the money that yeah. Corey can well, give to us. Back, i honestly believe it, it it ultimately comes down to how we tell stories with it I, mean, I don't know if that was your point but yeah. i want to make sure it's my point and yeah. how easy it is to use yeah yeah well and yeah at some point like there's a there's a logistical financial thing to make sense but then, like, but 360 is a good example. Like, man, we we went hard with it, but it just, it was, it was, uh, you know, at the moment, which it could change in the future, but it's still a story that's still hard to approach for the viewer and yeah. the creator. I still um, feel like it's a it's an untapped like on a commercial level, right? Yeah. Like they're making so many bad films that are just remakes of films, <laughs> right? Like, but yeah. you could. I would pay to watch the same film like a dozen times, knowing you can look at it any direction. It's going to be a totally different experience yeah. every time I do it. But I, I, yeah, I think, but I think ultimately that's our, that's what we pin it against is like, is this going to tell a strong enough story that like, hopefully will even be, you know, make two more jobs for people. You're right. Um, you know, to, to, to grow how we tell a story, but also grow, like, is it going to fit in the toolbox and, and be there on purpose? Well, and one of the ways that we were starting to tell those stories was to come up with the Square podcast, which was you know it was a, a team effort it we we worked on it for maybe six to nine months before it actually we even recorded the first episode and the week we were supposed to film the first episode was when dallas shut down for the pandemic and um i think one thing that hasn't been said or has maybe been subtly said our and i'm not just saying this because they're the executive leadership committee but our executive leadership committee so our ceo and two presidents he rolled right into their new titles right so, so just good. new title they just got new titles <laughs> um, just new. but uh <laughs> the elders have been incredibly <laughs> supportive <laughs> of um what we do in fact Lindsay multiple times has you know said bring me something to say no to and we have yet to have her say no to something um but i think that having that mentality of really supporting us has been really important and you just don't remember if she says no because you just no's. keep asking until yeah, she says probably, yes that's so. probably true <laughs> we've already bought it this time but <laughs> but the, i mean i remember her uh, I calling her the you know from home the day after we were in lockdown and saying hey we were going to be doing the square you know do we need to like just put it on hold and she said no I think now is more, more ever, and more yeah. than ever is an important time to get our story out well, I would so, say like I mean Corrigan does some amazing projects and they don't do a, we yeah. don't do a good job always of sharing those yeah. we're we're focused on the client stories yeah. uh, a lot more of the time than we are and that right. was a chance to like well hey it's that's what it started as right sure. now it's kind of evolved where i mean there's some people on there that the are just conversations yeah they're yeah. just like great conversations yeah. so but i and we i remember calling luke and saying okay we're gonna do this and he goes <laughs> Okay, he's like he's 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 strapping in for another ride. Making the list. Okay, go pick up this in the studio. And I'll have to see if I can find some photos. But we had we literally we I, I came up here, got the gear so that we could do the first broadcast out of my guest bedroom. I didn't where my router is and my house wasn't working, and so we had to like run a cable out a window and down to the kitchen. And it we had my my son. I know I have footage of this. My son was doing the mic test for me at you know five years old, while I was trying to remote desktop with you and do all bunch of stuff. Um, but those were some. Those were. I mean, that really was the beginning of where we are now, not just from a broadcast standpoint, but also from being able to do that as a remote broadcast, because that became a big part of why we got the Majestic too. I would say it definitely was our, our foot in the door of multicam, yeah. like real multicam, uh, which, I mean, I'll let you continue. Because but. up to then, we just shot it and the editors figured it out at the end. Yeah, normal production, but like the, uh, you know, versus a wide and close up, this is like camera A, camera B, camera C, yeah. you know, if there's more people, there's more, you know, more cameras, cameras more audio. Like, it was it was a step towards that, which I don't want to jump ahead, but throughout the pandemic, all the pursuits went online. Yeah. So, well, that's a good point. So then after, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of months, we got clearance to come up and be in the skyline. Yeah, there was like a group A, yeah. which had a core group of people that were I in the building I think we were up here even before group A because the building was still shut down when we first came back. The sodas did not get refilled. No. Yeah. <laughs> no you start sodas. drinking a Diet Coke, you're like, no Wednesday donuts. Yeah, that's out of date. <laughs> Put that down. 
So we got to take over You're the skyline. Still no Wednesday Donuts plug again. Yeah. We got to take over the skyline and do, um, it can't be understated. We really do need Wednesday Donuts back again to, to take over because nobody was in the building, so it wasn't interrupting anyone. And we basically took over half the, the yeah, skyline. Yeah, I mean, that really was our first studio. It was yeah. a great space for that. We show a short clip of like a wide shot. And that. go. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that was and great. we're back. That was awesome. <laughs> wow. The light. Uh, well, the depth. Um, yeah, the depth. Yeah, a little bit different the, space. It was definitely a different space. But then, so to your point, so we, we were doing the square, and then we realized, and, and the reason, one of the big reasons why we did the skyline was we were having to, I was having to set up and tear down every time we did it at my house. And so we realized, hey, you know, we do enough, bra- enough um, media creation if we could just have a dedicated space where we didn't have to set up and tear well, down every time. I don't know if you remember. Were you here when we actually moved into this facility? No. We asked for a studio, a studio uh, originally. Because at the time, we were still doing a lot of green screen people, which is still the yeah. best way to get people in your animations. Uh, yeah, your visual yeah. effects stuff. Um, and so it was a it was an ask at the original building. And they were like, you want how many square feet uh, <laughs> for space? a green yeah. room? Like. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Which, if you commit to it, I mean, it's 2007. Uh, yeah, technically. You, you can get it. Yeah. Wear them out. So then we we were able to keep things set up, which cut our setup time by a ton. But then we, like you were about to say, we had these remote interviews. Well, we would still travel. We were doing shoots in California for something. So you yeah. tear down the whole studio because it was the same yeah. year. Yeah. And that's that was on yeah. the tail end of the pandemic. But yeah. the... I was gonna say in, in parallel, we're, we were helping all these architects with their webcam and like, yeah. you know, like, no shot. That was probably one of the hardest years of my life because every day I'd sign on and they would be this the worst camera Awful. angle, the worst lighting. <laughs> They'd be the a silhouette in front of the window. Yeah. yeah, and I mean everyone was trying their best. It was the pandemic and it was crazy, but like the it and we'd always get them looking good, but it was always like. You know, as someone who just wants to hold the camera, like, and just like get it looking good really quick, yeah, I had to talk through every little step. And it, it, is there some? Anyways, in parallel was all these pursuits. You know, we were still trying to win work. Yeah, um, was happening. And in the, in the once we got up in the sky with the square, it was like, well, can I present from here? And it was like, yeah, let me look into that. Let me do this. And yeah, I, th- I feel like pretty early on, I don't know what square episode, whether it was like the fourth or fifth when we were set up. We were out. I'm, I remember looking at the setup being like, we got to be able to do this live. Like, yeah. it's too good. Yeah. And the camera setup and the multi-camera, like, that, the online experience is terrible. Yeah. Uh, we can create an experience that's better. I think Bruce Mao ended up being our first live Square episode, too. Right. And he was probably 10 or 15. Well, he was then. live on a television, he right? Was, yeah, he was remote. <laughs> but Corey and I were live. Yeah, like, the um, when we... In that same time, it basically it, the the steps it took from like, well, we need to do it live. Well, we need to do it for pursuit. Well, you know, I just want one web good webcam. So yeah. we set up right. one shot with good lighting, good sound. Then it was like, well, can we have two people? Can we have three people? Can we have four people? And it was like, okay, you be in this room, you be in that room. And I, uh, well, I think we were all experiencing it or experimenting different. Like, right, I yeah. just wanted to set my GH five up yeah. as my webcam, yeah. so I could do depth of field and all this other yeah. stuff. Like, oh, okay, well, then let's play with this software, yeah. and then you this guys capture were, card. Yeah, yeah, and you guys were looking at switchers for the square, and, and I like had a different one, software. One class in video engineering. And, uh, <laughs> I pulled a yeah, lead on you, that. A you lot. have read it now, so yes. <laughs> Shout out to video engineering subreddit. Uh, incredible people. Yeah, we were. Like, it went from, like, yeah, TV, you know, setting up a camera in your living room to, like, doing a line. Like, it was, like, every week it was, like, reinventing everything we were, like, not everything, but, like, reinventing the whole idea of what we're capable of and doing. Well, and the thing, that the funny part was is you weren't, you know, with VR and with the drones, there was things moving forward but it was it was i feel like at a much slower pace and in a more normal system when we were doing all this the the platforms kept changing like for yeah. example originally we were like oh man zoom's really got it and shout out to microsoft which i never thought i'd say those words they have teams they make led walls <laughs> teams has continued to like with their NDI capabilities, like I don't know what we would have done because they have they've done a really good job of progressing their system. Yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely. Well, you know, well, like, an NDI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, New Tech. Yeah. Uh, the uh, they do make LED walls. I think. No, I'm just uh, I was gonna say, you know, it was fun being a part of the online communities that were in a vacuum. 
Come to find out, TV's been around a long time. Yeah. And this broadcast situation, <laughs> there's a lot of choices. Oh, you mean when we go to NAB every year, there's a whole section related to this? I think it's a whole hall. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and part of it's seeing what other people were doing that worked for them but wouldn't work for us. Because I remember there was one YouTube series of these guys that they would have an individual computer for every single person. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like, it was, you know, we, we want to take the online meeting experience, make it as high quality as possible, as interactive as possible. And we want to, uh, uh, to do that, we had to pipe in PowerPoint, pipe in, um, you know, a, a mixer of some kind. And we, yeah, at one point, I think we did do a, a laptop, especially to record. I had yeah. like five laptops up recording screen captures, which, you know, looks like what it screen is. capture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, did anyone else like watch more and more news? Oh, man. Uh, especially during that, during especially that time, regional like, news. Yeah, yeah. Well, anything is yeah. like, oh, they have four people on camera. How'd they do that? They're not in the same location. Like, yeah. and then, you know, the what the tickers that are at, like, you just yeah. start looking at. It's not a movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's a totally different, like, you visual oh, setting. Yeah. Well, it's funny the amount of content, like, video content out there that's, like, behind the scenes of the Super Bowl or whatever. Like, there's not much. They keep it under lock and key, which is good on the, you know, yeah. like, it, it is important to have that. But, like, to try to learn it, the people that did upload the audio from, you know, like, the director calling the show or, you know, Truly, the workflow behind the scenes, necessarily than like a picture or whatever, right. was like super vital to me. Yeah. But like, I would basically would come up, we'd do it one way, and I'd go home and like research what would be a better way to do that or learn, you know, learn it in some way and come back. And like, we all were doing that to a point. Well, and I think that, I mean, it can't be un- overstated. The, and I know the pandemic's kind of a tired topic at this point, but it like we would not be here no, if it wasn't for no, the no, pandemic. No, no. Yeah. Because that was, I think, one of the yeah. other reasons that we progressed so much is the ex- executive leadership committee found a way to use it where they were basically talking to the whole firm. Yeah. A, you know, wherever their offices were, every single, we had it every single week for a while, and then it went to once a month. Um, but that became a vital part of us communicating but, as a firm. I mean, for sure, once the proposals went online and people and we're and it's still they're online right yeah. like if there's a company and the there's five decision makers and they're in different cities they're not necessarily willing to fly them all into the same space right. to make these decisions and so the online i mean it just wouldn't we wouldn't yeah. be in this we would have been asking still for a green green screen room instead. Yeah. <laughs> instead so then we can fast forward a little bit and we basically got to where everybody was coming back to the office they taking their space taking back. over <laughs> half the skyline was no yeah, longer an option. yeah it's really messy uh, <laughs> and so we well looked, and then we were shooting in it so we literally yeah. was closed even when we weren't using it or yeah. when we were using it so we just, had those little red Stickers so, are yeah. like, hey, we're filming, and they would yeah. just not see them. <laughs> if you see a filming um, sign, just play it. <laughs> so good. then we, this was part of this was a there was a storage room, and then there was a conference room, and the conference room section was kind of underutilized. Yeah, and it's just location yeah. of where where it's at in the building. Yeah, and the, it was had the convenience of having relatively room. high ceilings, and so uh, we. Took one of those ideas to say no to and said, Hey, what are the possibilities? And to their credit, they were like, Yep, let's see what we can do. And then now we we have the Majestic, and we'll we'll add some footage in here so you guys can see kind of what this looks like. But um, I think one of the things that's really important about the Majestic Studio is really only half the studio, the other half is the control room mm-hmm. where we do a fair amount of production that has nothing to do with the studio because we that rem, that remote interview, virtual interview thing hasn't stopped. Yeah, I mean here in twenty twenty three, right? Yeah, <laughs> Kids live, <work>. live baby. <laughs> no. So yeah, here in twenty twenty three, we're still like doing a ton of online pursuits where we out. No cameras are on in here. We're only taking webcam feeds. I'm still coaching people with webcams. Yeah. you know, it's still part of the process, but. Um, yeah, we're doing a ton of virtual pursuit. I don't even know, yeah. like a virtual, I don't know what we call them, but like interviews. Interviews. Pursuits, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Virtual interviews. Well, w- one of the things I like is that as we come up with problems and challenges, we end up finding solutions that we would never have thought before. And so, for example, we 
for we had the the problem because gear and materials in general were difficult to get during the pandemic and we're still having that and so even just these panels we came up with the idea of we wanted to be able to put leds behind them to to change the color so they didn't well, and shout out to Brandon Environments because they did a lot they of work. Like, a, a lot of, of people job. did a lot of work on this. Yeah, sure. There's three of us sitting here, but you could have easily had, you know, interior design, yeah. acoustics, uh, branding, a lot, of, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. You are also experts in doing that. Yeah. yeah. So to be able to <laughs> well, tap into that, was, and we, would we go just to knew what say, we wanted it to look like yeah. from the camera. <laughs> yeah. We'd say, hey, we want to make, the, we want a background, <laughs> but we don't want it to stay the same background. And they'd be like, all right. And so we we came up with the idea of putting the holes in there, putting the LEDs through it. But it took, it was going to take like three months to get this, and the rest of the room was ready to go, relatively ready to go. And so we just had the white backdrop with some well, different have we, lights. Have we even explained it? Because it's a very Larry King live, and I don't think that was the intention. None of us. <laughs> and I, I will, we did a fair amount of visualization for this room just by nature of who we are, and yeah. none of us picked up on the Larry King live thing until the panels were up. But our agility sequence, yes, uh, which is core to our brand, uh, was the inspiration for is it. Is what we were going yeah. for. And so we had just white walls for a long time with RGB color washers, and, and we realized, man, we really like that. And that's going to give us something that's different than the, the background you see now. And so we went, mind you, they've already paid for this and we went back to him and said hey look we still want the background but we'd like a little bit more money because we'd really like to do a track system and they were like you know we made the case and we decided we would not only do a white psych but we would do a green psych because we do a fair amount of is still this green when adam screen. comes in and starts yeah to put hey the white adam you want to come pull the uh will it change it put, put the fanatics colors up we'll just blur his face out we're going to find out if this actually works. I haven't actually seen them so do it. So I'll talk over this. So it's a track system with white. Uh, it's done by a theater company that did awesome. they got a seamstress out here and everything. Um, in the bottom, there's a, pull, a part for metal rails that will pull it taut down. Um, and then Velcro on either side to pull it in the direction. And you pretty much set it up the night before. And the next day, it's got all the wrinkles out. This is We green. finally got the green screen. And it's green, yeah. <laughs> and we got a green room. And now we could put... We could put uh, you anywhere in the world, half of you anyway. Cue a logo. To yeah. Brought to you by. But, I mean, it, obviously it'll, it'll have a different lighting setup when we actually are doing it. But, I, like, that was something that we didn't think of before. We would never really have known that we wanted the white psych, except for the panels being two months late. And then we were like, ooh, we really like that. And yeah. so we were able to add to it. I think a lot of people would have put green on the wall and put the background above, but I think this actually is more compact. And we don't use if we use green like every week, it makes yeah. sense. But we yeah. use the studio every week, yeah. So it's it's really worked out. Well, and even down, uh, we're just giving a lot of shout outs, but shout out to the Dallas Scenery guys because <laughs> yeah. they helped us develop the system that gets all of. I mean, this becomes super tight, super wrinkle free when it's set up correctly. It doesn't take that long to set up. Nope. I literally can just say, "Hey, we need it set up," and then I come down an hour later and it's <laughs> done. It's that it's quick. Like instant. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, okay, so then what – I'm just curious. Like, I know that things continue to evolve and we continue to kind of push boundaries. What do you think's next? I, I mean – I have an idea because it's sitting in our closet upstairs. So, I mean, the, the big challenge for us is we invested in this space, right? Right. And it's – you know, these are not cheap spaces. Sure. And so a company has to be willing to, to understand its value, yeah. which Corgan does. But uh, Dallas is not the only place we have an office. That's true. So – uh, oh, I, I can, point. can we is... build this in every city? You know, we're in the Empire State Building in New York. I'm pretty sure the square footage on this would make it not cost effective. <laughs> yeah. um, we could put 24 people in this space. And the more we York. did that, you know, most of the interviews were never even for us while the client was spread out. We were spread out. Right. Yeah. So you have somebody in L.A., you have somebody in Phoenix, and you have somebody in Dallas and Austin, and they're all going to do this project together for this client. Right. And what makes it work is. That they're all going to do this project together, right? right? There's a reason that somebody from every office is there. So when we go to the virtual interview, we want the people in all those offices to look as good as here, right? Yeah. So that's I, that's been our I don't know if it's our current challenge, but I'm I'm really excited about what Luke has done with it. Yeah, it's uh, a it's a challenge. It's it's been a project. <laughs> well, and I'm excited because one of the things that we also ended up doing a fair amount of that we don't do hardly anywhere in the offices in the States was in the London office with Francis. We, we did a lot of um, 
digital virtual charrettes. So we were bringing people in from the all Middle the East world. and all, yeah, yeah, all over the world, from Dallas, from uh, Chicago, and they would do not just a like a presentation. We have a PowerPoint, but they would do you know three hour long design charrettes where people are ideating and whatnot, and that's. I think one of the biggest challenges of the pandemic is still having that collaboration when you're not in the same room. Well, and making it, I mean, you know, who wants to go to a meeting that's not entertaining at some level, right? So he's like, yes, you need to get your business done that's in the meeting, but hopefully it's both informative and uh, either inspirational or entertaining. And that was what was missing with those charrettes is just if you were there, it was a great experience. And when everyone was online. It was a great experience, but when you when it was, you had the hybrid, yeah. it really falls apart pretty quick. Yeah. And so that's what we're working on. At yeah. a basic so level, uh, yeah, go ahead. It's a cart with pan tilt cameras with a bunch pan PTZ cameras with a bunch of screens that we can control that from we here. control from here, and they plug in. All they have to do is yeah. plug in a power and a network cable, and you're. And on then we are designating areas that like because sound baffling and whatnot. Well, and just that look great, right? Yeah. Like places in the office, that, like this is where it goes when you do a broadcast. So that can't be its only purpose because <laughs> yeah. it'll be a conference room or some other crit space or something else. But it's a it'll designated be an agile zone. space. Yes. Nice. I, I, you know, he was talking about some of the different things we did with design charrettes. I'm thinking about. I don't know if we can say their name, but. The company we were working with in California that uh, we did the furniture, uh, the hundred yeah. pieces of furniture. That, that was, was a unique really cool. experience because we we basically we had all the furniture set up in a warehouse and we would roll along with two or three cameras and not just cameras, but also laptops so the people that were remote in other places could yeah. As close as possible, test the furniture. Well, they would, yeah, they would even ask, like, it doesn't look very stable, and someone would climb Somebody'd up on climb the chair and start it. jumping around on it. Yeah, how like, comfortable yeah, it, is it'll it? It'll hold them. Yeah. Imagine, yeah, like a laptop on like a desk that rolls around, and then I'm holding a camera, and it yeah. was like five hours long. Well, when you started, what was the camera we were shooting with? Uh, red Scarlet. Okay. Yeah, that's so, right. So, which is not the, I mean, it's yeah. a complicated camera, and, yeah. the, and the workflow for it isn't like straight out of the box yeah. type thing. So, <laughs> shout out to Red. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's, you know, you got a learning curve on that, right? Yeah. Like, what percentage of that would you say versus like having to know You're everything saying, that's in that room? Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase the question. <laughs> You're saying, and all the technology advances we've had, there's a bit of learning curve, and what percentage has this been compared to other? Yeah, or just things? like kind of what you thought your job was when you started yeah, here. Film versus broadcast. I would say like... FPV drone <laughs> is a little bit less than this because that took a lot of physical practice. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, this is this is I I practically changed careers while having a career. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know, like not that like. I mean, just like my process of learning, it took it, it took a lot of time. You know, it took a lot of effort. Um, I'm going to remove these backgrounds because yeah, I don't know if it's good. Just do it silently while I'm talking. <laughs> uh, I mean, but that's that's kind of the point is I don't think anyone has an appreciation. They may just walk into a control room and they're like, oh, well, you know, everybody knows how to, or whoever did this knew how to do it. Yeah, and, and probably a lot of people would have, like, hired, like, an integrator or someone to yeah. be alongside, but somehow well, but, we do it. Well, okay. and to some extent it is the Wild West and that, like, yeah. we're not – we're not ABC, NBC, CBS. We are not right? a typical studio in the slightest. Like, what makes us different is the virtual pursuits, where you're taking virtual yeah. feeds, but you're also having someone in the studio. And like, that's got more common practice now. But like, when we were putting it together, it was people were just like plugging in old laptops that they had in a closet yeah. and hoping it could run Zoom. When it has to be two way, right? So like, a yeah. broadcast news is just here's the news. You can change the channel whenever yeah. you want. But right. like, an interview. How do I uh, mix minus, you know, the the Teams audio back to you in the control or in the studio, and it not be cumbersome or get Echo. An infinite re- Echo. Uh, yeah. Echo. I think the other <laughs> big part of the learning curve is not figuring out how just to make it work, but like what's the right way to do it, and and the right way to do it isn't necessarily the way it's always been done. A lot of times, yeah. that's that serves as a template, but then. What I really like is we, and, and this is really across the board, Ludo and his field and everything, we like we look for not just a way to do it, but like what's the right way, what's the right way for us, because that could also be different. And in learning all of that, we've been able to then offer this as a service to clients to be able to go and you know set up, because broadcast spaces are becoming such a, a, a bigger, a, yeah, a more mean, common thing. I, I think you'll see more of these 
in more facilities now. Yeah, regardless of I the mean, type based of business. off even the people that come by and see ours, yeah, like yeah. clients, and are like, oh, we can have one of those? Like, they, they either say one of the things, <laughs> can we use it? Yes. Yeah. Or can we have this? Yeah. Yes. And the answer is, if you're a client, yes. <laughs> yes. And if you're not a client yet, let's talk. Yeah, let's yeah. talk. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, well, I tell you what, while we're sitting here, let's talk a little bit about um, what some of the decisions that went into the majestic, the the, the so actual the studio, studio part. part. Yeah. So we will show you footage from a separate camera where we're kind of walking around, but we have Blackmagic ATEM cameras that run Ethernet to a camera converter that go to SDI to a big switch. And I say all of that because we have patch panels. We have two of them in here. Yeah. Um, so we run cables up to the ceiling of the patch panel. Uh, my biggest, every time we had a meeting about it, someone were like, oh, let's put this piece of furniture without wheels in it, I would say, please put wheels on it. Because <laughs> yeah. um, my big goal is if it can't there be an empty box <laughs> yeah. in a matter of minutes, it's a lot more work for me. Um, and we also, one cool thing is we came up with the shape of this table. It's not a square, and it's not, or it's not a rectangle, and it's it's basically like two trapezoids, which is fun because you all want people to open up to camera a little bit, but not when, be a panel. Sometimes either. there's two, and sometimes there's three, and oh, five, yeah. and seven, and so we yeah. need we can that flip flexibility. This horizontal, yeah. and now you've got more Agility. of a panel style, but at least it's a little bit more uh, coming around, and everyone's kind of facing the wide shot. So uh, is there any flaw in this table and removing it I know, from? They did great. Uh, no, I, I mean, I think. Shout out to a bigger door. Uh, it does not fit the door, out the door. That was one of the things that does that, have to stay in here. But, I mean, that's part of the compromise. Like, that wasn't a design decision. We talked about that ahead we of time. We had the door. We the just had the door there, existing. And, and we wanted a, a bigger one, decision. So we didn't have a bigger door. You, you got to give and take. Yeah. I think y'all stepped on each other during yeah, that. that it know. won't matter. Okay. <laughs> They'll never be able to prove anything if they can't hear what we said. Uh, I, I mean, I think the table, I think we learned a lot from it. Like, in working, so this was a learning lesson for us, too. Working with an architecture firm that buys and works with real furniture or whatever, right. this is camera world. Like, make it out of styrofoam, put some yeah. veneer on it, and call it a day. So you know, you're saying you spent less on your car than this table? We don't need to go into that. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it will last longer than my children, which is great. Yeah. But the, you know, like, what, one thing I think as we grow in our studio stuff, we'll look at more furniture that is, like, it just needs to look good. Literally, yeah. that's it. That's it. Well, we had uh, our first more kind of, like, casual setting in yeah. here last week, which was fun. It was cool to see the space, yeah. like, Utilized transition. Way, yeah, because yeah. we use this table a lot. Yeah, so. yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be fun, you know, using now that, you know, again, we're only nine months into this. We are not even walking yet, yeah. you know. And so, like, being able to see where it's going to go with the backgrounds, like the furniture, the flexibility, the look, you know, how it's all going to look is, is going to be really, really interesting. Well, and building off your idea of everything had to have wheels, I think one of the things that we talked about really aren't is that we don't want any stands. Yeah. Like, we know we're going to have to have tripods or pedestals for the cameras. But other than that, we don't want anything on the floor. And so having the grid, especially when we knew that we were going to have different lighting setups where, you know, hey, we're going to have the green screen. We don't want to have to move a bunch of lights. We're just going to keep lights up there, and yeah. they're only going to use them for the green screen or for the um, square setup or for yeah. whatever it is. So having the grid and having all of the cabling and the stands and everything put up in the ceiling makes – this area is so yeah. much bigger. The camera's going to make this look like it's just massive yeah. in here. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a nice studio size, but it is it would be considered a very small studio, yeah. I think. We do have a client that's building one half the size of this, so it's, yeah. that's a challenge. That will be a small room. <laughs> uh, but it still looks good. Yeah, yeah, it does. It'll look good. And it felt taller than when, yeah, we, were in there last when we were in there last cool. time. Yeah. Um, all right, then we'll transition to the control room, but tell me a little bit about you know, one of the big things I think in there was that we definitely want to do right was the broadcast desks. Yeah. So mm. the oh, well, how about desks. our first desk? Well, you want to describe those? Do Home we have a Depot, baby. We Home Depot. We still have them in storage. Yeah. And they were on wheels. They were and on they were on wheels. wheels. <laughs> but that was because we were rolling them and all over the building. And they fit through doors and in an elevator. That's yeah. true. <laughs> all of this yeah. is true. Yeah. I mean, we when we were adapting, it was something like, well, we want to buy it for a long. You know, we don't want to buy it for 
a day. It's got to last right. a little bit, but we knew it wasn't going to last forever. So we did go with Home Depot tables. That looked great. They, yeah. were, they actually well, worked. Well, they worked. Yeah. yeah. For what we for were doing. For our needs, yeah. They I, really good. I did show up late when they were assembling it, and I just saw an <laughs> angle grinder <laughs> and drills everywhere. And and we needed so to modify them a little. Yeah. Did we just full circle back to our drones? Yeah. Story? <laughs> so we love buying stuff and modifying it. I do think that, you know, the broadcast desks then wouldn't have worked for us because now everything's wired in that desk and we do surprisingly little changing of wires and whatnot. Yeah. When we had the Home Depot desk, we were always plugging in new boxes and yeah. we rewired that skyline easily four times. More than that. Yeah, more. Um, like a month. And, <laughs> but I, I think that, you know, as you can kind of lock certain things in, is like, okay, we're, we've, trust, we've tested this, we've tried it, we know it's going to work, we're going to move to the next thing. Yeah. It can become more stable. Yeah. Um, so we have the broadcast decks. The other part of that was really having stations kind of designated for each person. Yeah, and again, we're not like you know, if you were to walk into a broadcast studio, there's probably like six rows of desks, right. and like everyone's got a small task. We're pretty, for the most part, a smallish team. That yeah, the VFX guys got to learn you know audio yeah. or PowerPoint or whatever you know like we're maybe running a camera yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we wear a lot of different hats and so I, we needed stations that we only you know it's also a small space so we needed stations that we definitely only needed like we didn't need any extra um, and would be simple enough that it can run the the job it needs to without um, you know being in the way well and I think the pendulum swung at least two or three times when we, because we taped out the floor, we wanted to make sure that like the control room was the right size, knowing we were going to be using when it without the studio. We, and the studio was the right size. When we were upstairs, we made that as small as possible because right. we wanted to take. The, I mean, so we literally couldn't walk behind each other. Yeah. Uh, to do anything. And then we yeah. came down here, we taped it out, and we we're like, okay, we think this is it. So we we go into design, we give the construction documents, and I was like, okay, this is what it is. And then I came down here while they were doing it, and I was like, oh. We short-sheeted the studio. The control yeah. room's way too big. Yeah. And then now, I actually think like, I, I wouldn't shift it one way yeah, or the other. It's, it's exactly perfect. right. I would triple the size of everything. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so is, what's so what the, are the stations? You talked about these elusive stations yeah, that are in the control to, room. We're going to have to <laughs> cut to some footage of you going through them. Bring me the camera. <laughs> is well, there? I, I, do, I am curious, like, in here, in the studio... What's the most difficult piece of equipment to work with? Mm. I don't want to lose any sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say the specific name. So the LED wall behind us? That... Yeah, no, that looks great. <laughs> Flawless. Never has a problem. Worth every penny. You know what? Plug your name in here. <laughs> Whoever you tip are. Em. Tip them. Thank you. Uh, no. uh, you're saying the most difficult piece of equipment to... Is it the to... camera and the controls? Has that been the most troublesome? Uh, yeah, I the think remote so. camera well, no, I mean, uh, I think what's funny is you come in here and you see a lot of screens. Some of them show the same thing. Uh, I, 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 I without calling them out, yeah, I yeah. think that is the most difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the we well, love them. We're yeah. not saying we don't love them. They're they're always value, but the, the value is always perfect. But yeah. the the what's promised and what works all the time has not been ideal yeah um but also i think just the the matrix of all the video in and out mm. like we we moved in and realized which we were kind of fearful of but once we got everything we ran out of outputs <laughs> oh your 24 port i remember, port. Yeah. I remember yeah. when my dad first got a pc and I, he was like it was a dell and he was like it has 1.6 gigabytes of memory i was like dad we would never fill that up <laughs> ever this is 30 something years ago and I feel like that's kind of like what we did with the hub. We were like, it's a 40 on 40. We will never we fill that up. Yeah. Yeah. And before we even had everything installed, we had to go get a 20, 20 over 20. Yeah. And yeah. we could probably do another 40 if we really wanted to. Which, you know, is, is lessons on us, you know, like truly understanding the amount of outputs and the the granular, like, well, we'll just we'll get with this. We'll get a screen of the, the this. We'll get yeah. this, you know, like, and all of a sudden, yeah, we, we busted over the 40 outputs. So what was, what's the, like, what are the two or three things? I'm curious for all of us. What are the two or three things, I will if say, somebody was going into this, that you'd be like, here's well, advice? To reverse a little bit, I will say the the hubs themselves, also from the same company, work great. <laughs> work amazingly <laughs> yeah. well. We really, really well, actually. We don't turn them off. They're probably should. super, super solid. <laughs> yeah. Um, two or three things so you, you would want someone it, to know. You made it pretty easy. Like we use like little stream deck. Oh man! Uh, Hashtag companion big focus. <laughs> that would be no, actually truly to answer your question. Yeah. The number one thing is to look into that program alone. 
because once you get everything in and you got this tech working, it's plugging, it's working great. You have to control it. <laughs> to dash around the yeah. the room, you know, room is really tough. So if you if you haven't found BitFocus Companion, link in the description below. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> free. I mean, come on, donate. Which can yeah, uh, but I mean, truly uh, integrates with everything and makes one button can do and numerous things. Yeah. Uh, I think the yeah. other I'd give another shout out to vMix like it's true. we've we've had the opportunity to actually talk to the guy at, at some conferences super nice guy he literally stood there for hours while there was a line of people who wanted them him to troubleshoot their vMix yeah, problems and he did it he stood there and went through it so they're Maybe a great company we have a great tech support it's, team it's <laughs> it's not flawless but it takes what you would normally have in like a new tech switcher or something that's a really big hardware thing and it makes it um, way more approachable when you're doing it from more of a prosumer level just because well, it's it's software-based. Well, I wonder if we would have even gotten here without it, right? Because uh, we needed a software-based solution to just not. prove concept. I, yeah. And well, at some point, we may not be on a I mean, software base. We could have but, used OSB. Well, but, but yeah, but without those... Guys, let me talk. <laughs> like, you know, going and saying, hey, I want you to invest in this, and it hasn't proven its value yeah. yet would have been a hard sell, I think. Yeah, the fact they give you a full trial like of, of the full version is pretty like you're exactly right like if we if we had to sample it i probably would have been like uh i can't do what i need so i'm out like sample like just parts of the features um but i definitely think we would have had a lot more of old lap like we would have done the traditional way which is a ton of laptops into a physical switcher and yeah. like like as clumsy as i am we would have hated it because i would have accidentally <laughs> unplugged some hdmi cable somewhere <laughs> and been stuck with it um but I will say, I mean, the biggest thing is they listen to their community. Yeah. And, like, they haven't implemented all the features, of course, that the people want. But, like, they were, they quickly innovate in things into it. And, I will, like, broadcast is known to move, like, super slow. And, yeah. and, the, and the innovation thing, like, I mean, the fact that NDI came out with something soon later, Teams integrated soon later. You know, well, Teams or VMix already had it. But, like, a lot of the traditional switchers are still, like, not integrating those things yeah and that's that's hard to do i think the two things i would give as words of advice are don't be afraid to try stuff and then return it like you 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 b and h is amazing we love b and h we will order stuff from them we, that we think is going to work we're doing it right now on the remote systems that we're working on um we're going to try things we have a pretty good idea of what's going to work and then if it doesn't work that's okay we return it and we find something else so don't be afraid to try things and then the second thing is, and this Luke will smile when I say this, we, we, all, we have a habit of saying, oh, we will never do this or we will always do this. And then inevitably <laughs> we break those rules. And so this is from some, a team that is constantly planning for flexibility and agility in our, in our systems. That said, don't be afraid of something that does one thing really, really well. So like the hub or like, you know, the various elements that they only do one thing, but they you will never have to worry about that thing going down. Well, I'll say it's not this is not for everyone. Right. Like 100%. and I would say it's more closely related to news. Like the stress level of live broadcasting oh is uh, unbelievable scale compared yeah. to video where you can. Let's just, you know, take, let's just take a moment for everyone that does it on a day to day basis. <laughs> yeah, we love you. Yeah. Oh, that, that are, like, you guys are having incredible. to do an edit on the fly. Right. Yeah. Like shoot, edit, broadcast, do all that all in the same yeah, moment. You know, because most of our stuff we've prepped well in advance, 100%. Uh, even for the interview stuff. So I, I would say appreciate that and yeah. then uh, and then like even on a skill set for me uh my wife would say i'm not a very good listener um i, <laughs> I don't know who what knows she's if she's about. right but yeah. i can shout tell out you, to amber <laughs> i can tell you uh, with this job you? you have to be able to listen to like three things at the same time yeah. and actually all three of those things are really important because if you're on graphics and you're queuing stuff you have to listen to on screen someone like me or or other is rambling yeah. on yeah. something that they probably didn't need to say in the background yeah. and you have to filter that out while amber's uh, while adam's telling jokes yeah. and there's just a lot of things going on around you so it's yeah. just a different uh environment yeah. so that's like if someone had never done it yeah be prepared it takes some getting used to and you we're like we're really good friends and we'll stress each other out 100 so. percent. yeah 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 i mean never <laughs> guys didn't know i was his friend this is a pretty big this is a pretty big moment so what we'll do is we'll throw you in the control room with a camera so yeah. you can go through some of this stuff 
take a, yeah, take a, <laughs> take a look, and that'll give you some detail. Because we do want to kind of share the knowledge that we found. Because the only reason we found it is other people shared it with us. Yeah. So here, here, here that comes. All right. So we're going to go on a quick tour of the control room of the Majestic. We've got a lot of screens, a lot of computers. Um, I'm going to try to make this somewhat quick, uh, but just kind of hit the highlights. If you have more questions, comment below. Happy to answer them. Uh, basically, we've, like we said, we kind of uh, we we are vMix based, um, mainly for the NDI features, uh, the mix uh, minus features, the audio features, and the uh, being able to produce outputs uh, that are unique to what we need. Uh, everything camera wise comes in. We're gonna get on our hands and knees here to our uh, converters here via Ethernet uh, from Blackmagic. Uh, they then go to the 4040 hub, which then some outputs go to the 20 for monitoring. Um, but then the 4040 goes to vMix. I know this is a lot. Again, we can provide a Lucid chart if you want. Uh, we record with the ATIB Extreme, where we get eight ISO feeds. Uh, we don't actually switch with it. We literally just use it to record. Um, but it's been pretty awesome. Uh, we plan to upgrade to the SDI version eventually. Um, while we're down here, we've got wireless microphones uh, from Sennheiser. Uh, our audio board is Allen and Heath. We are still waiting on our Dante expansion card, but we're just running over USB right now. It's worked awesome. Uh, this is our switching station. We, uh, like I said, love BitFocus. Um, it's running a little slow right now, but once it's loaded up, uh, we're able to switch cameras. Um, however we need to, uh, and program it to do multiple things. We have a crit space, which we'll grab one shot of it um, outside, which is basically a big meeting space that we'll pipe video directly out to. Um, but sometimes we'll take video in from there. So we have to customize the feed to not put its own audio back out there. We'll show you a video or a quick wide shot of it so you can see it. Coming down the line, we've got uh, this is what we call the director station. So someone will be here saying, you know, ready cam to take camera two. We also use it as a full backup system. So with BitFocus, we can hit a button and switch all the ins and outputs to this computer, which then we can send live uh, with our web Blackmagic web presenter. Uh, we use PowerPoint uh, to create slideshows. We'll do, you know, two up supers or multi-views. Uh, and put PowerPoint and the person speaking next to it. Next we come, oh, I fell asleep, to the teleprompter, uh, which uh, someone will control to what they see on the teleprompting screens. Uh, lighting is Cham Sis, however you say it, uh, Quick 20, um, controlling all the lights from here. All of our lights, except a few, are all aperture. Um, they've been working great for us. Uh, what else? So we'll, we'll go to the control room real quick, as long as my cable will reach. But, uh, like I said, Blackmagic cameras, we have Liebeck, uh studio pedestals, which have been awesome and just hold together super well. Um, like I said, lights are aperture. Uh, we change the lights up depending on the show quite a bit, so we have like every modifier they sell. Um, which has been awesome. And comm system, we use EarTech. I'll grab one. For the most part, uh, we also have Unity, which we'll use for bigger shows, but these are kind of our tried and true, like typical show that have been awesome. Uh, and Unity also is a great product that we use a ton. It's just easier to hand someone this versus download it on their phone. Uh, well, that's like the five second tour of the control room. Uh, if you have any detailed questions, please feel free to ask. We love the feedback. So that's it. Um, all right. Well, we want to wrap up this episode the only way that we could, which is to say a big, big thank you to our entire team. There's uh, well, We're not going to ask 15... for the LED screen one more time we, to we, close out. Hey, <laughs> you need a sponsorship and we need an LED screen. Let's talk. Hey, Epic Games. I hear you have a video <laughs> game engine called Unreal. That's uh, on LED screens. <laughs> Um, but, uh, there's 15 other people that are part of our team and, um, they are a massive part of how we get to do 
any of our storytelling, but especially down in the Majestic. We, you know, Amin and Dave, who um, are on the VFX team, come down here and run cameras. Ludo's always looking for ways to help us with um, scripts and changing with the stuff, everything we do with VFX. There's, uh, Alex is basically our audio person, and she's one of our editors. So there's just a huge group of people that come and make any of these productions possible, and a big, big thank you to them. And then when to I, yeah, as, as well. yeah, I'd like to acknowledge, like, because there's so it's it's rare it seems more rare today that a project just exists in one little department or yeah. or area at Corrigan and this really was a great another great example yeah. of okay well you took the technical design services and they had a large part in this you yeah. took interiors and they had a large part in this you took furniture they had a large part in this branding had a large part in this so uh, none of it could have been done without the the support of our executive committee leadership team, leadership team. yeah um, the elders yeah E L T E R S so that I mean that whole group made this uh, yeah. even doable yeah I, well I would like to thank uh, online community subreddit video engineering was a huge help yeah. a lot of posts um, and asking probably some pretty dumb questions got <laughs> really great nice great answers. Uh, all the YouTube channels, A to Z, uh, Productions, Doug Productions, VMix YouTube channels, fantastic. Um, but definitely made this possible. And, and like by the time I had the question, they would just release a Someone would have a video on that subject of like, well, how do I do this? And someone would release it. So great job listening to the pulse of, of where people were at throughout the pandemic. And that, that community just ballooned when, when during the pandemic. So it was awesome to see and get answers from people like that. I think that's a great way to end it, because they were, like, that's another thing. And in addition to our team, in addition to Corgan support and their teams, like, having the resource of the video community just it would not be here if it wasn't for them. So that's a great way to end it. Here's a little teaser, our Lucid chart that shows the video flow, video signal. How do Which you? Just signal flow. Signal flow. Yeah, Lucid chart is was just how we, what we made it in the program, but it's a giant chart of from lens to broadcast, like layers of audio, power. For the most part, it's accurate. So if you've made it through the whole episode, <laughs> including all the corny jokes to this, and you want to see that, we're glad to give it away. Just put something in the comments below. And yeah, we'll, if you want we'll us to post it. Yeah. And if you have any questions or if there's any way, you know, we only have this set up because people shared um, ideas and solutions with us. We're happy to continue that and share them with you. Just, just contact us below. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time on The Square.